T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. All right, Friday afternoon on 97.1 FM Talk as we uh, have Sue's News coming up here. We'll have Paul Hall on entertainment, Mr. Frank Cusimano a little bit later, talk blues and um, the NFL situation, also a little basketball as well. Jane is hanging out after getting home from international travel, being in Italy over the holidays, a fantastic trip, saw the pictures all along. Uh, Fred is with us. I think Abby's going to join for Sue's News. Sue, you said you just said something about calling Southwest today. Did you have an issue with them? Well, no, I I am going to fly to Houston next month just to see my brother. And uh, I went online and I had enough points that I should be able to get the tickets that way. Well, it wasn't working. And it kicked me back out and it just said, nope, can't do it. Well, what do you do in that situation? You call them. So I thought, I don't know if this is even... I dialed Southwest and as soon as I got the electronic voice, they said... Well, wait times are a little bit worse than usual. <laughs> you will be on the line for one to two hours. Did it say that? Yes. Ooh. And I thought, well, be able to do it online? it's still better. Again, I tried online. There was a problem. Oh. So I needed to call to work it out. Oh, no. And I can't. So. Yeah. Well, people are One still looking two for hours. Yeah, well, the poor people who are looking for their luggage are probably yeah. at the front of that line. Which I get, but uh, yeah. and I realize it's going to be a while. But in the meantime, the prices continue to kind of crawl up. They were up from when I looked yesterday. So yep. I thought, man, I better just pull the trigger and use a credit I have. But man. Yeah. One to two hours, those poor people. And I feel bad for Southwest. The whole thing's a cluster. Mm-hmm. Did you Were you delayed at all internationally? No. Pretty smooth. And we That's were panicked. Nice. And we were panicked because on the way home, we're like, this could be a mess. Where'd you fly into? Philip, We went Philadelphia to Rome. Okay, right to Rome from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That's good. What airline did you fly? Um, American. Hmm. And it went, it went smoothly. Every flight was on time. And now we had a big layover because we just couldn't get, you know, for another flight. You mean flight. in Philadelphia? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eight hours. That sucked. You were on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. And it was like, we're not going to leave the airport because nothing's open anyway. So we just hung out in the airport for eight hours. And we had to get up. That we had our car come get us at four but, in but the this morning. Was, this was on the way this there. This was on, on the way, way there. Home. Okay, oh, that's there. better, right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, but, but I will tell you, getting up at four in the morning, which mainly didn't sleep the night before, 
you know, that, I mean, we were tired going in and then, you know, trying to stay up so that, because when, when we got there, it was going to be morning. So I, we needed to sleep on the plane. Did you have like a fancy pot or anything? Or did you just have regular No, uh, it just, it did, yeah, no. It okay, just, well, it, I mean, because they yeah. have those cool Oh, I've pods. done the pods. Like and once you do that, it's like you're totally spoiled. But <laughs> no, and I didn't really sleep well. Ugh. So, yeah, so I definitely, the jet lag never worked out. But What's it a is pod? Oh, like in first class, they, yeah. you can you can it, it, you can basically take a little your, nap and lay down. It's and, and it's a bed. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Wow. pretty cool. It's for fancy people, Fred. Right. I've yeah, never I, seen I've one. Never seen one. Ticket, I've you know? walked by them. I've never used yeah. one. Right. I've been in one once, and it and it's a, your seat turns into a bed, and you have your own TV, and your it's just like your own little world, and it's really nice. That's nice, man. That sounds nice. really. I had nice. four inches for my for my carry on and for my feet. Yeah, I mean, really, that's how I felt, and I was in the we were I was in the middle seat all four legs. I told my family, you all owe me. They do owe you. They owe me. They owe you bigly. Wow. Yeah, middle sucked. <laughs> it never doesn't. It never doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, then they get frustrated with me. I'd lean down to try to get, yeah, something, uh-huh. get something out of my bag, and they'd be giving me the hate looks. I'm like, I'm in the middle. Shut up. So, what was the favorite favorite part of the trip? We've all who's been Wineries, Italy. I've been Tuscany. Italy. Sue's been Italy. Fred been in Italy. Abby been Italy. I have not. No, nope. you must. Mm-hmm. I want to. Tuscany. I think. Though, and we had See, sixty I was, I've degree, never been there. Sixty degree. Well, weather. that's where Saint Jimmy John's is, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I've been through. We call it Saint Jimmy John's. Explain to Sue what it is. San Gimignano. San Gimignano. just Becky and I were there. Town. It's a it's a medieval. It's enclosed by a Ooh, huge that wall, nice. and it's you know thousands of years it's old. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's on the hill, and you mm. just look over and see all of the. Sue, um, I'll show wine you. Um, when we were there, we bought a couple of pictures that were framed, and I sent them to Jay, and I'll show you. The, oh, that's uh, nice. the Picture. This is this was in the fall, but it's basically. Okay, so, seriously, it, it, that looks like a painting. Yeah, I know. It does, all my it? pictures yeah. did. And all of yours. Here, look did. at that. Look at that right there. I mean, yeah, that, it looks like that's a December. It really does. That's, that's, that's without the poppies. They wow. usually have poppies. Did you go in to Tuscany. Venice? How's Venice? I'm worried about Venice. the water. No, oh, got okay. nothing to do with. No, I got nothing for that. I don't need. I don't have any desire to go to Venice. And but Why? we went to Multicino. <laughs> I like it. No. <laughs> oh, it's pretty awesome. Oh, it's actually. pretty it? awesome. Most people have have heard haven't liked it, but I. Well, you know. it's cool to see. I don't know that I need to go back well, like all the time. Like a day trip or something. Sure. Yeah, day trip would be. I'm way into day trips now. Well, that's all I think. But we went to Multicino, Multipacino. Um, the little city the... that I like there that I tell people Sienna? about last no. time, no, Verona, oh. uh, where Romeo and Juliet were. Mm-hmm. It's really quite lovely. It's almost like a miniature Rome, you know, yeah. not crazy busy and stuff like and that. And I'm a huge fan of Florence. I mean, yeah. the birth of the Renaissance, Beautiful. all the the art, the shopping, mm. it's clean, it's safe. Like I let my, my daughter could walk around at night by herself. It was safe. And it's so small, you can walk everywhere. So, so we great. had an Airbnb, an apartment in this little alley, and I mean, literally every four feet there's a restaurant. You know, and you and they're and they're not bad. So everyone is now. Clean. You've piqued my interest. So did you not stay in hotels, or, or we you stayed mixed in it hotels up? in Rome, but we did an Airbnb in Florence, and then we did all of our day trips to Tuscany out of Florence. So oh, that's when smart. you stayed at the Airbnb, was that tough to do internationally or not? Was it pretty no. simple process? It no, yeah, went online, found it, boom. It's just I, like I know you do a guy here. who owns a, a place in Italy that does Airbnb, and he says he's always jammed, and it works like a charm. It is. It was a dream, and the guy was great. And um, I mean, it was so authentic to be right in the middle of of 
town. Well, we let were me, four blocks from the Duomo. Before we get to Sue's news, let me at least segue into a pitch for international travel because we have a few days left yeah. to book the Spain trip at defineddestinations.com. Taking a group on April 23rd through the uh, 30th. We leave from St. Louis on Lufthansa. Uh, the pricing is outstanding. You get daily breakfast included, lots of sightseeing, a lot of free time, food, drink. And Mike Kenny, our tour guide, who introduced us to Linda Garofano, who's from Rome, uh, hooked us up several years ago when COVID started, is our tour guide for this trip. So I've pinned a tweet at the top of Twitter, which is at Mark Reardon KFTK. Excuse me, I had a cough there. Or you can go to defineddestinations.com, defineddestinations.com. We still have a few spots left. We'd love for you to join us. Let's do this here. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. Well, 50 years ago today, in 1973, Schoolhouse Rock premiered Yay. on ABC. I still remember them. I loved I loved it. Three is a magic number. I remember that. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. I have the collection, all of them oh. on DVD. It's just too Phenomenal. great. Yeah, it's just too great. Abby, now, you missed out. You were robbed of Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, I had Schoolhouse Rock in elementary school. We would watch some ah, of the videos. Yay. Good. So I How wasn't a bill completely becomes robbed. I got a few. I'm just a bill. Yep. Well, this song, Three is a Magic Number, is the very first Schoolhouse Rock song to air in 1973. And it's considered multiplication rock. That's nice. why we're talking about yeah. three. Love it. Every triangle has three corners, every triangle has three sides, no more, no less. You don't have to guess. Arguably better than most of the songs that came out in the early 1970s, if you think about it. Seriously. This is a total earworm. I will never, I I will be senile in a bed and I will remember these songs. I'm telling you. Wouldn't it be great to have updated Schoolhouse Rock versions, like maybe one on electing a Speaker of the House and voting 13 (laughs) times? Somebody should put that to music. The fact, I don't know whose idea that was, but it was genius. I was. still have the bill one in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, conjunction, junction, what's, what's your, your function? function? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. That's so great. <sighs> All right. Yeah. That was 50 years ago today. Wow. Wait, what did they do, Abby? Did they roll out something and say, play it for you? I mean, what? how did or they school? present um, it? We had smart boards and we would just watch it on YouTube. I'll be darned. Wow. So uh, here's yep. a legitimate question, because the two things I remember from that era as a kid where you're watching cartoons or shows that were not educational, and then all of a sudden something like that would be slipped in. The other one. Fred, I think you'd remember this. Remember In the News with Christopher Glenn? Oh, no. In the News was like this little news capsule that was targeted at kids, like on a Saturday morning. I don't remember that. Did they have kid broadcasters? Was that the one? Christopher Glenn was the guy who did his big, booming voice. But that was, like, I guess my question was, did they do anything? I should know this. I have a seven and a half year old. But they, she streams shows. But if you're watching, well, see, that's another thing. We were like turn on ABC in the morning on Saturday. There's not shows. There's infomercials and stuff like that. You're pretty much streaming anyway. And we were captive. So, you were. I mean, That's true. If you were watching cartoons, which you did. Schoolhouse okay. Rock came so on. You're watching. Let me yeah. go to this question. I was trying to teach my daughter this recently. It's a Saturday morning. Yes. Okay. Yes. Your mom and dad were out the night before. They were bowling or they were playing bridge or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Saturday morning comes up. You wake up. 
Do you dare to wake up your mom and dad? Heck no. no. No flipping way. This you is where I go, my daughter. Room. Yes. Pull yeah. out your yes. bowl of cereal. Yep. And you sit there. And yes. I mean, my parents were like, before 9 a.m., don't even so, darken our doorstep. How do we that teach children to do that today? Because I have failed. I get woken up all the time. Well, no, why I don't mean, you tell her? Just I have told And what does she say? No. She doesn't care about your no. needs. She okay. Care. No. I would get my brother and say, we're going. Yeah. And he would get the cereal, and we would right. head downtown. Right. Yeah, exactly downstairs. how it happened. And we took care of ourselves, and it was great because we were like, well, this is our time without our parents. Yeah. It was, a, it was yeah. a win-win. Yep. But no, they don't <sighs> do that anymore. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, and also on this day in history, 48 years ago today, in 1975, the first episode of Wheel of Fortune aired on NBC. Wow. And listen, do you remember who the first host was? I do not. Chuck Woolery. Yes. Oh, now that comes I thought back so. to me. Yeah. It was Chuck Woolery until 1981. And then that's when Pat Sagan. And that's and when And Vanna wasn't original either. And I don't have that since... Uh, I don't know who the gal was before her, but Vanna yeah. was not original either. So uh, Wheel of Fortune has been around for 48 years. Uh-huh. That is nuts to me. That's crazy. What was Chuck that crazy? Woolery. What was, he was that back crazy? In two and two. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> two and two. What was the crazy dating show? Yeah, that, they where he did that two and two nonsense. What two was that? Two and two, but I can't think. And of what it, was it was a weirdo dating show. What was yep. that? I, I watched it. I'll go in. I'll look. Okay, but I know what you're talking about. It's coming. It's not the name's yeah. not coming. Fred, does that ring a bell? Rings no, a bell. I just can't remember the name it. of it. Oh, it was well, really like, skanky. Uh, it wasn't great, but we watched that because there were three channels. That's and right. Love Connection. Love Connection. Yes! Love Connection. He did. Um, he did the original. He did the original host of Wheel of Fortune, seventy-five to eighty-one for six years. That's crazy when you think about it. Original incarnation of Love Connection, 83 to 94. Scrabble, 84 to 90. And then there was a brief revival in 93. Greed on Fox from 99 to 2000. And then Lingo on the Game Show Network. So there you go. There's Chuck Woolery's career. Thanks for sharing. We were talking about CES yesterday and the fact that this is going on in Vegas. I want to go. And we were talking about different things that they've invented. The the 97-inch screen that has no cords, Jane. Zero cords. You can just hang it on the wall. Love it. It's great. They have different things. Well, they also have revealed something called Ella. And this thing is a AI-powered smart stroller. Okay? So it's going to go on sale. You can start shipping it. They're not cheap. They're about 3300 bucks. But what you can have, you're not going to see unattended strollers flying by. This is a self-driving stroller, but apparently it's for when your kids want to walk or be carried. So the stroller follows you around so you don't have to push it. And when your kid is in it, it won't move unless you're touching the handle. But this is the new thing. So if you have to walk uphill, the stroller can just follow you instead of you struggling if the kid is out of the stroller. Yes. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't know if helicopter parents are going to put up with that sort of autonomy. You know what? Actually, that'll be interesting to see it and think about it from there. They have power assist. They've got automatic braking so it can't roll away. It alerts you if cars or bicycles are coming. Uh, A French company has started... I guess they're just releasing these things. They've come up with something called neoplants, and they're tiny bioengineered houseplants that actually sit in your house and catch and capture certain pollutants and hold them there so that it doesn't, it makes your house smell better, but they're better than the average plant of doing it. So this show just does the entire range of all kinds of things from plants wow. to Natural strollers. Natural air purifiers? Just little plants. And they wow. did something to the DNA to make them grab more stuff out of the air. 
It's okay. very interesting I to totally me. They gave him a COVID shot is what they did. <laughs> <laughs> and streaming this weekend, if you're thinking, what am I going to watch? Today on Amazon, the series, sorry, sorry about that crowd. The series premiere of The Rig. Now, it's a supernatural thriller about an oil rig crew that gets trapped at sea by a mysterious fog before they can leave the rig and return to shore. It stars Ian Glenn from Game of Thrones. And today, thank you, thank you. And today on Netflix, The Pale Blue Eye. This comes out. You can stream it today. It's a mystery thriller starring Christian Bale. And he's a retired detective who recruits a West Point cadet named Edgar Allan Poe. That should be a meh, meh, meh. To help him solve a series of murders at the U.S. Military and that's Academy, Netflix? Netflix tonight. The pale I, blue I have, eye. You know, I've had that movie for oh, several right weeks, there. and it looked intriguing to me. So I don't know if Paul Hall has seen that one. He'll come up here in a few minutes talking about movies, and we'll talk a little entertainment and TV during that segment. Yeah. Okay. And this actually today's random fact has a little bit of music. Ooh. All right. There are only two songs that spent at least ten weeks at number two. On the Billboard Hot 100 chart with ever making it to number one. This one, it's Foreigners Waiting for a Girl Like You. Did you know that never made it to number one? That, that's kind of surprising. On. It is. And how many yeah. weeks was it number two? Ten. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge, huge song. I wonder if it was blocked by something even I'm not bigger. sure. Oh, that's a good question. I should go back and look that up. A lot up. of times, you know, we used to do these with number one songs for a while. You know, you'll have a Madonna or a Michael Jackson song that's just up there for 13 weeks or something like that. And that's why just something else can't pop through. Well, that could be. All right. What was the other one? Missy Elliott's Work It. I should have played that for Fred, oh. but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Would not have guessed that. Paul Hall coming up on entertainment this afternoon on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. 97.1 FM talk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Our friend uh, music journalist Tim Summer is going to join us in the next hour. We'll talk a little music. Um, I want to get in it, get 
with him in this topic or on this topic of Steven Tyler having this lawsuit uh, filed against him. Jane, I was talking about this yesterday with Sue. There's a, a woman, a girl, actually, I think she was 16 at the time, who started traveling with Steven Tyler. At one point, he wrote about it in a book and said he almost had or married a child bride, and now they're suing. So we'll get into that. And Tim, also, you know, Sue, you brought this to my attention. There are a ton of records that are turning 50 this year. What was yesterday's? Uh, uh, well, E Street Band, um, greetings from Asbury Park, but you mentioned a few also. Yeah, there was, uh, um, I can't oh, remember. Oh, Goodbye Yellowbrick Road. Yeah, that was the big one. It was Elton John. That's yeah. 50 years ago? Yeah. There, there were, and so one of the things that I had said yesterday, and we'll kind of talk about this with Tim, is, Jane, I don't know about Floyd. you, but you're obviously, I'm eight months older than you or whatever, but it was when I was about eight years old. It was 1973 when I started really paying attention to music. Before yeah. that, it was like the Partridge family. Well, and I had older <laughs> Right. Brothers. It really was. I had older brothers and sisters. I was the youngest, so I was way far ahead on music because I my siblings yeah, were like five or six influence. older than sure, me. The 60s stuff. Yeah, right. so they, 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 you know, they dominated what we listened to, so... Yeah, I was way ahead of them. They, t- my sisters, they took me to a super jam, which was probably <laughs> I love that. Yeah, all I right. S- so I saw things. A little music next hour. Also, uh, some <laughs> artificial intelligence with Vance Crows, the president of Articulus Ventures. We have Frank Cusimano coming up a little bit later this hour, and right now Paul Hall with Common Guy Films. As we are on the cusp of the Golden Globe Awards and the Critics Choice Awards coming up as well, lots of things to see in the theaters or in the streaming services as well. Paul, how are you this afternoon? I'm good. My music tidbit for you guys today. Today would have been the 70th birthday for Malcolm Young of ACDC. I don't know if you mentioned wow. that earlier. Mm. And a little total trivia tidbit based on Sue's news. Somebody on this program right now, maybe on this phone line, was actually on Wheel of Fortune one day in its run. You wow. wow. Are you Did you buy me? a vowel? No, I, I, I will not be kidding you on that one, Mark. I actually played years ago. With uh, they called me up and asked me to play with uh, Robert Brooks from the Green Bay Packers at the time, and uh, so I did get a chance to go on. Uh, won two out of three rounds because in those days you didn't play many rounds when you were on a charity day, and I even did the silly thing of blurting out a puzzle after the buzzer. Ah, oh, how much wow. fun is that? Wow, I, hope, awesome. I hope you got you got that burned on a DVD or something somewhere. I, I've been looking for it forever. If anyone can find it, I think it was 97, oh, 98, wow. something like that. That is cool. That really is How cool. was Vanna? And I was on, and I was on Oprah a couple weeks earlier to tell me I was making Wheel of Fortune. These are just some tidbits about my life. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I've known you for like 20 years He's now. Like How did I very know exciting. that? Like, that's nuts. <laughs> you can't just bring that up in conversation. Right. you got to wait well, for it to come. Well, yeah. I mean, Oprah... The Oprah kind of filmed when I was going through auditions, and uh, she she picked out her producers picked out some people they thought might make the show. Uh, Did she give you a car or anything? Did she start giving you stuff? Paul, Paul, your car (laughs) for you and you. (laughs) They sent they sent a limo to pick us up. My me and my family, uh, my my late mom and my brother. We went down to Chicago uh, as well as six other people from the area and. at that point, uh, they told us actually on the show they had called the Wheel of Fortune producers the day before, and uh, they said, uh, yeah, each of these people made the show. So they didn't give me a car, but she announced on the show, you guys all made the show. You're going to go out and be on Wheel of Fortune at some point. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. I had right. no idea. You're way cool. Yeah, no so, kidding. Yeah, That's awesome. part, of my, part of the past. That's another story, though. Little Paul Hall Nugget. We usually get these out of Fred. Uh, right. But we got one out of yeah. you today, so that's awesome. All right, let's talk a little entertainment. You were in a movie called Megan earlier today, weren't you? Uh, I was, because I didn't get a chance to screen it in advance. So I, I, I went out and I bought a ticket to 
uh, I don't know. Should we call it Megan or should we call it M3GA? I, I mean, it it's is spelled M3GAN, right? It's crazy. Yeah. What yeah, is it? It's, dry, it's, it's, it's a movie about an Android. I mean, you're talking Android technology, it sounds like, coming up. Um, it's a, an Android. It's a toy that uh, is an actual lifelike Android that uh, a toy creator creates to befriend her niece because her niece is, is kind of lost. There's a tragedy in the beginning, and that's why she's, she's with her aunt, and her aunt just happens to be a toy designer. So comes up with this great Android. Well, this Android starts learning more than meets the eye, and I'll tell you what these uh, these these Megan dolls uh, that you've seen show up on. Uh, I think it was a Chargers Rams game earlier uh, this year that uh, they were all in the ch- crowd, just kind of like that smile promo Paramount did. It mm. just it creepy, creepy. Oh boy, that smile promo was super creepy, super creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure I need this in my life. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now I came home and I did the dance in front of my daughter. She kind of was embarrassed and and ran. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but uh, yeah, you've seen the dance if you've seen the oh, video. All over TikTok. Online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I liked it actually. It was less horror than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be overtly gory and kind of that horror. This end ended up playing with your mind a little bit, and to me, that's the best kind of horror when it can go there. Of course, let's be honest, it's set up for a sequel, so you'll see that before the movie's over. But uh, it's definitely one of those things that is, I think it's, it's not quite what you might think going in, and uh, that's for in a good way. All right, so what's up with A Man Called Otto, which is the new Tom Hanks movie, where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing some folks out there that just love it, and I think you liked it quite a bit, and some people just ripping on it like crazy. Uh, and this is not something that was released for awards consideration, which is a little unusual with the Tom H- Hanks title. Actually, they dropped it, Mark. I saw it like the very tail end of the the awards cycle. I mean, I think I got it the day or so before awards balloting, and I loaded up my ballot with a lot of things from this. I, of course, it didn't get picked because not a lot of people, I don't think, had a chance to see it um, before the ballots went in. Tom Hanks plays a character named Otto Anderson, and Otto has something that's going on in his life that's made him a grump. So think, uh, I guess, in your head, think of. Clint Eastwood, um, you know, that kind of gruff character, but out of Tom Hanks. And he doesn't want to be with us anymore. So he's kind of trying to find ways to get himself out of this life. And uh, until a, a weird couple moves in next door, a quirky woman and her, and her husband that, well, that pushes her a little bit. That's the commercials you see with him doing, giving her driving lessons because she just wants to connect. Um, I wow. loved it. I, I just love Tom Hanks in this role. I think he, he plays a great, grumpy character. I think a lot of people don't like it because they just want Tom Hanks to be lovable on every turn and be a, a character that they can you know be right there with. And I also don't think a lot of people like grumpy characters. They just don't. Um, and in this case, I, I, it's one of those movies that I, I don't know if you want to go see it to, to be the, the happiest person when you leave the theater, but quite frankly... It's one of the best movies I saw last year, uh, top to bottom, mainly because of the engaging story that kept me going and Tom Hanks. Awesome. Well, that's nice to yeah. hear. Um, and it's it's one of those movies where you kind of have to check your cynicism at the door, which is maybe difficult uh, for some of us. <laughs> I, I have right? no problem doing that, no, but I, I get you it. can do it, but uh, I might have tougher, <laughs> tougher times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that. and that's just it. 
that's just it. So many movies these days, if you if you align yourself with a lot of things going in, you probably automatically get a bad impression. Going with a fresh look at this one, look at him as, as a character here who's uh, doing something different for him. I, I, I mean, like I said, you would normally see this role by a Clint Eastwood in, a, in this kind of grumpy role like this that's mm. kind of towards the end of his – I mean, he plays an older character here. This isn't a young man in this in this film, so it's not like uh, he tries to pass himself off as some – you know, 35-year-old guy who's going through stuff. He plays a character that's, you know, towards the end of his life as it is. So mm. um, definitely it's it's worth your time. All right. So we have the Golden Globes coming up next week, and they've been gone for a little while. They were shamed into, you know, submission <laughs> for a little while because they found out that there was not even, of the 80, 85 members, not even one uh, person of color, I guess. So they were they were sent to Oprah's couch, and they had to pay their penance, and now they're back, and they have this weird, you know, category where there's best motion picture in a comedy and best motion picture for um, for drama, right, Paul? They're still doing that, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, they are the ones that kind of create these weird problems for the Academy Awards because they, they separate things. And so you'll have two winners come out of it. Well, they got to go back into one category at the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't always work out so cleanly. They'll have a comedy that everybody looks at and goes, that's not a comedy. There's nothing funny about it. And then they'll flip it around, and they'll have something that uh, you know hits another category that just it just doesn't make any sense. In fact, a new movie that shows up on Peacock today and on DVD next week called She Said is mm-hmm. one of those movies that ex- – it's the movie that exposed hype about, about the tale of exposing Harvey Weinstein right. Right. and the whole yeah. Me Too movement. Not well, a comedy. The Golden Globes and Harvey Weinstein are synonymous because if you read all the media from the past, Harvey was very good at – you know, uh, politicking the Golden Globe voters through many ways, even back to Pia Zadora uh, in the Miramax days. So it's, uh, you know, they kind of go back hand in hand. I don't know. I used to be a big Golden Globe fan until I kind of figured out how small the group is, how less of a representation it is. And that's why it never matches up with what the rest of well, people but out what's there. the expectation so avatar elvis the fablemans tar top gun those are the best motion picture drama nominations best motion picture musical or comedy uh, babylon everything everywhere all at once glass onion um uh, knives out mystery triangle of sadness and then the banshees of is it inisherin yeah. um which is the brendan gleason movie i'm hearing that that is fantastic but what's the favorite in both of those categories in Inisherin is kind of an inside track. Uh, that would be something that I think you're going to see, you're going to hear more of throughout entirety of, of awards season. But the Golden Globes loves the publicity, and I can imagine the other side going either Avatar or Top Gun. Why? Because it gives them that, that cachet, that buzz, that uh, this, is, this is who we are and we're the celebrity magnet, shall we say. I do know there's a lot of celebrities skipping the gold globes, though, because they just don't want to be part of it at this point yet. They're not ready to give it that second chance quite yet. So um, you may see some award speeches that don't happen because they do win an award and, and they, uh, sure. they, don't get, uh, they don't show up You know, yet. one of the movies that's heavily nominated, and I still have not pulled the trigger on it just because I heard so many bad things leading up to the end of the year, even though I thought it looked fascinating and has a great cast, is Babylon. Did you like Babylon? I do like Babylon. It, it, it's a movie for movie lovers, I guess you could say. And mm. is there a lot of things in it that are messy? Yeah, there is. 
But it's one of those things that I, I think if you're willing to give it the investment of time, and there's a big time commitment to Babylon uh, to sit down and watch it, if you're willing to give it that investment, uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's definitely, I think, worth your time. Hmm. Paul, tell folks where they can find your reviews. Simple, commonguy.com, and I'll, let me tease you with this. I watched six episodes of a new series coming to Apple TV Plus later this month. I absolutely loved it. It's one of the best I've seen in a while, but unfortunately, I can't say what it is. Look at the schedule. Maybe you'll figure it out. End of the month? End of the month. Okay. Mm, can't do that. Cliffhanger. Yeah. I love it. He's yep. stringing us yeah, along. Want to come back in a couple weeks and listen to it. You probably won't hear it from me till January 27th. All right. Hey, have a great weekend. Take care. Happy New friend. Year. We'll see you. Thanks. Friday afternoon, 97.1 FM Talk. We always visit with Frank Cusimano. He is here with us from KSDK. How are you, Frank? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mark. Hope you're doing well, sir. Not, not as happy for your family, though. We have to point out in condolences, Mary Grace Kimol Kusumano, your mother, passed away this week. And we appreciate We wanted to check with you, make sure it was okay to come on this afternoon, Frank. But uh, what a life, because if you look at the obit and her biography, there's quite a bit there, isn't there? Yeah, she was something else. She was working till she was 89 years old. She's the only person in the history of the Gatesworth that would get up at 5 a.m., and go to work every day to open up the restaurant. And <laughs> she had more energy than any human being I've ever known. And uh, she uh, she was just a, a major influence on all six kids. I mean, Mark, every day she, she cooked elaborate meals for six kids while mm. being a great wife and also working at the restaurant. There will never be another one like Mary Grace Cusimano in my eyes. At God the bless. age of 13, she was invited to play George Gershwin's signature piece, Rhapsody in Blue, at the Keele Opera House with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra. How does that happen? Yeah, uh, she was. She was. My sister said today that the best time she ever had in her life was just playing the piano and singing with my mom. She was, like, great at everything, like running a restaurant, cooking, playing the piano, calligraphy, being organized. In fact, I'm looking at one of her uh, notes to me right now. It's like a four-page note on how to be a good husband in calligraphy. Oh, wow. God bless her. Well, uh, I wish I would have read it, though, 30 years ago, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, obviously, and I think you'll a be out here. Live. You won't be with us on Monday after you celebration of, the, of her life. But that that's, I know it's got to be rough, but also just the amazing accomplishments. And how old was she? Was she 93? 95. 95. God bless her. My goodness. Well, uh, the NFL is about to screw things up even more in my mind here with the way they're handling what happened on Monday night. But I would love your thoughts. Obviously, the good news is is, um, DeMar is doing really well right now, we we understand. Yeah, that's the story of the week. I mean, how he's recovered from this and like one of the first things he wrote on a piece of paper, did we win the game? And just how inspirational he has been to this country with over, I think it's $8 million now, donated to his charity, which gives away gifts during the holiday season. So, I mean, I think that's the takeaway from the week, that this guy's going to live and he's brought the country closer together in a sense. Yeah, but those of us who follow football want to know what the hell's going to happen with the postseason here, and that's still very important. And the owners voted today on what I think is a nonsensical idea of potentially, depending on how this all turns out, holding the AFC Championship game in a neutral location. I don't even know what that means. Are they going to come to the Dome here in St. Louis? Wow. No such luck. <laughs> I haven't thought about that possibility, but we're certainly neutral in all this. 
<laughs> That's a polite way of Wouldn't putting it. Wouldn't that be it. funny if they did? Oh, wow. that'd be so hilarious. Well, but, you know, the facility's not even ready for no. something like that. But Vegas was called. Allegiant was called, Frank. And I don't know. I, I, I think that this was, um, it was a rare occurrence, thankfully. They made the decision, the coaches did, that they weren't going to play. And there are, unfortunately, consequences for that right now. And I don't know how you yeah. shake up the whole postseason because of what happened. So, but that's apparently what the NFL is about to do. Yeah, and for our audience to make it as easy as, as we possibly can make it, if it's the Bills and the Chiefs in an AFC championship game, that would go to a neutral site, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world. Except for the fans. Well, except I for the fans. I don't think so either, Frank. And they both said that I was crazy. But uh, it seems like that's the, the way to do it without – I mean, you're right. The fans, it's not great for the fans. But for the teams, it makes sense. Well, there are 60,000 people in each one of those cities that would like to go to the games. Correct. And they would have tickets for those games that are sold out right now. So how many of those people will be able to make it to Allegiant Stadium and, and see a game? And then you're shipping the bills all the way across to the West Coast. So, look, if that's the best that they can come up with, I guess we'll have to settle it. It may not even come to that, let's be honest, because yeah. um, the bills could lose earlier. But I guess if you're a Chiefs fan, you're looking looking for good news, they'd still be the number one seed, right? Yes, they would. And I'll tell you what, if any two fan bases would do a little traveling, I'm not just saying out to the West Coast, but there's no more passionate fan bases in the National Football yeah, League than, the Bills. than Buffalo Bills fans and Kansas City Chiefs fans. Uh, the Blues, let's talk about them just a little bit. Obviously, some rough injuries um, back and forth with victories, but every once in a while they throw in a surprise, and that happened last night, a couple times maybe this well, week. Well, it's... It's absolutely crazy this week that you lose the players with the best two career resumes on your team in Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. And I, I can still remember the Zoom that Doug Armstrong did with us. I was thinking, boy, he's awfully confident. He's awfully happy. He's awfully optimistic. He just lost his two best, two best. players, or two arguably, arguably his two best players. And, and he sounded really positive. Well, what happens? They go to Toronto, beat one of the best teams in hockey. Then last night, they go to New Jersey and beat one of the best teams in hockey. It's been a great two-game stretch. And let me just say this. This Jordan Cairo is going to score 40 goals this year. And one day, Jordan Cairo is going to score 50 goals. I know the hardcore hockey fan knows who he is, but the casual fan will soon because he's going to be one of the biggest names in St. Louis sports. This guy is so freaking gifted. Mm-hmm. He is amazing. I mean, when they start getting shorthanded goals, you know something is crazy yeah. going on. And so, I mean, I loved it. He said, you know, we're a team, and we have to assume that this is going to happen. But, you know, this team needs to step up. And maybe sometimes if you provide the expectation, they'll meet it. Hey, Frank, I, I was thrilled. I, I said this earlier during the roundtable. Mizzou announced today that they sold out the Alabama game on the 21st. That's the fourth sellout. Obviously a loss to Arkansas this week on the road. But, look, it was a tough game, and I like the fight in them. They have, I think, Vanderbilt at home, and they have proven that they can compete in the SEC. So it's a great start. Meantime, SLU's got some injury problems, and they're um, you know faltering just a little bit. Thoughts on those two teams? Yes. Well, first, Slew, they got uh, devastating injury news today. Fred Thatch, the blood and guts of this team, a fifth-year senior who already has his master's degree and one of the nicest people I've ever met at Slew. He suffered an ACL injury at UMass. His career is over at SLU. Uh They have St. Bonaventure tomorrow. Um, you look, they're 9-6, and six, which doesn't seem that bad, but if you factor in expectations, it's really disappointing. Mizzou... I don't know what they do to start games, but, Mark, they started off that Illinois game and blew the Illini off the floor in the first half. 
They almost did the exact same thing against Kentucky. And then against Arkansas, they're up 25-8 to at Bud Walton Arena. It was their largest deficit that Arkansas has had all season long. Now, they ended up losing by six points, but still, they're playing great teams on the road very closely. So I, I'm nothing but encouraging signs from Mizzou basketball. They'll, I think they'll beat Vandy at home tomorrow. It's an 11 a.m. start. Mm-hmm. And just to see fans in that arena, because we've seen a lot of empty seats, it's amazing. All right, I'm going to close with this. This is pretty cool, I think. Uh, Jordan Spieth, yesterday at the Century Tournament of Champions, he's on the 12th hole, and he's putting for par. Now, he hears some fans behind him when he's putting having a conversation. So afterwards, this happens. This the kind of thing we love about Jordan, though. <laughs> we love yeah, listening. Well, I appreciate the exchange of money with I'd be doing the same thing. I could just hear you gambling right off the back of the green. Sorry. <laughs> All good. <laughs> so basically, he hears these guys placing a wager on whether on he's going to make the putt. Yeah. And he goes over, he says, hey, I'd, be, I'd do the same thing, but I could hear you guys. Then he gave him a fist bump, too. So everything he was, was good. He was cool about it. Something yeah. tells me, Frank, he would not have been as pleased if he had missed that par putt. <laughs> yes. Making the putt made this all possible, these sound bites, no doubt about it. I think you maybe sometimes forget how you know much your voice carries and everybody's being quiet. You just say a couple of things and that professional golfer might hear you, and this is proof of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't let them know you're Well, enjoy on. the weekend if, if you possibly can. I know it's a, a rough time for your family with the loss of your mother, but what a life. And I can't even imagine some of the stories that are going to be shared in the pictures and the videos and things along those lines, Frank. So thanks for coming on this afternoon. I appreciate it. We'll talk next week. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. All right. That's Frank Cusimano with us, and he'll be off on Monday for his mom's visitation, the funeral. Um, Jane, welcome back. I know. It's Have a weird. great weekend. Give me some wine. We'll see you next Friday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, you didn't bring some back from Italy? I shouldn't. No, no, it all got drank. Okay. <laughs> Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 